0: If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I am Dr. Karen Becker and Carson has nominated Molly from Saving Grace as a game changer. And we're so excited. Molly is joining us today to tell us more about this amazing organization that she has founded, and to give us the backstory about why this passion was burning in her heart, and then also let us know where her organization's going. So thank you, Molly, for joining us, and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Yeah, thanks for having me, of course. It's really exciting. So for people, listeners, readers that don't know about Saving Grace, can you back up and just Let our community know where, kind of give us the backstory. Where did the inspiration from this come from for you?
1: Sure, sure. So I started working in uh, animal sheltering right out of college about 2001 and just saw what an incredible need it was. We live um, in an area in Wake County in in North Carolina where we do have a higher population of people. And um, I really saw how many animals there were in our state, primarily more of the rural communities, but just how many were coming and that, um, you know, a lot of people didn't have a clue how many there were, what the need was right there in our own backyard. So I started Saving Grace um, at my local family farm, which it's a, a, a very unique adoption experience. So for a lot of people who don't want to go to a shelter where it's just chain link and concrete, it's it's a bit more of a welcoming experience and an experience where you can really see the dogs mingling. They're out together. Um, you know, everybody does have a crate. They have to be crated um throughout the day for um, you know, for meals, medication, rest time, that sort of thing. But um, you know, and it's not it's not a home. Um, it's a shelter still. So we try to, you know, let people know that, you know, it, it is a, a a good bridge between being homeless and having a family. So, um, you know, we have a lot of outdoor space. People can come meet the dogs. They don't necessarily feel like who they don't choose doesn't get, you know, gets put to sleep. So, um, they do stay until they're adopted. As soon as one is adopted that we then take a dog that's going to be euthanized into our program. So it is taking dogs that are going to be euthanized and definitely saving them every time one is adopted from us. So, um, we typically do about 4,000 adoptions now a year. So it's really busy. (laughs) Um, during COVID, wow. we did um, about forty five hundred adoptions uh, each year, so we were crazy busy.
0: Wow, and and how do how do how do you get your your animals? Do are are you going to shelters and pulling animals that are at the end of their time? Or I do, or- yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I, I visit, we work with about um, regularly about 12 shelters. We work with more than that, but 12 really, you know, really regularly. Several of them don't really have adoption programs whatsoever. So there's no vaccinations. Wow. There's still no spay neuter. There's very little um, available to them. And those are in the areas where the majority of the animals are coming in. Um, North Carolina is still third in the country for euthanasia for companion animals. So we have a much greater euthanasia Uh, issue in our state than a lot of people are really aware of. So I go out, I go to those shelters, I visit with the dogs, you know, choose dogs that will be a good candidate for our program and also would be successful in a home. So I do leave a lot of animals behind, you know, a lot don't get to come. But for the ones that do, they get um, all of their vetting. We have a spay-neuter clinic on site now that was um, something really positive that came out of COVID for us because we rely so heavily on our spay neuter clinics and our veterinarians to keep these animals spayed and neutered and treated and moving on so the next ones can come in that uh, you know went a lot close during COVID we had to just figure it out so luckily we have a great partnership with NC State Vet School which is about 30 minutes from us and Uh, some of their veterinarians pitched in and and helped us figure out how to get the equipment, how to get set up really quickly. Um, And we hired a full-time spay, neuter veterinarian. So that really has helped us uh, a lot. Uh, It helped us continue to work during COVID and also Helps us just move faster in general. Oh my gosh! You know, when we can move them again, there's always a dog that's time is running yes. out that is dependent yeah. on a space for us. Yeah, the the need for the
0: incredible services that you're providing will always be much much more than what your farm, your rescue, your sanctuary can. can. Oh yeah! But yeah. the fact is that congratulations on this next level of unbelievable um, improvement in the sense that you have a full time spay neuter vet because that that makes the cycle go so much faster. Faster. It really and, does. But that's a huge accomplishment. A lot of planning, a lot of money, a lot of coordination, a lot of, a lot of moving parts. So I have to assume that you work with a
1: team of pretty amazing volunteers. Can I assume that? Oh, we have incredible volunteers. It's really the only reason that Saving Grace is what it is and it works yeah. every day. Yeah. And do you do foster care then as well, Molly? Um, we do. We have a huge yeah. foster program. So we have about 500 volunteers in total. So that's our volunteers and our fosters. So we get lots of puppies. We get lots of moms with puppies. And to be able to offer those up for adoption, they have to have at least two to three vaccines and be old enough to be adopted out. So because we are in a sheltering area, um, you know, with such a over, overpopulation, there is a little bit higher risk of disease. So we send all of the puppies to foster where they are for at least typically about a month. Um, If they're, you know, newly born puppies until they're 10 to 12 weeks and have their vaccines. And that way, when they come back and they go up for adoption, then the adoptive family doesn't run as much of a risk as they would pulling a dog straight out of a shelter where we might not have no idea where it was from or what sort of vaccine status it has.
0: I'm so uh, proud of you as a proactive veterinarian, all of this incredibly hard, difficult work that you're setting up now, just wait girl, because in a decade, (laughs) you will be able to visibly see the impact, not just for disease reduction, but for population control. Everything you're doing now, you are a light to your local community, but it will be the state. Your state numbers are going to drop because of the program that you have put into place, which I hope is wildly rewarding to your soul because the difference you're making in your community is profound. It is. It is. It is. And I'm glad that you know that when you wake up in the morning, Molly, there's so many things. So many reasons why you started Saving Grace and so many reasons that you're thankful. But what do you love most about the work that you're doing?
1: I think seeing the uh, how happy the people are when they adopt. And um, we've been doing it long enough now is every week I get a letter from a dog that has passed away. And I know people think that's really sad, but to me, I think. What a great life that that dog had. And, you know, these people are so wonderful. They often make a gift in its name or they bring, you know, whatever supplies it has back to us so the other dogs there can use it. And to me, that dog had a great life. It died with someone who loved it instead of alone in a shelter. So, I love seeing how uh, how how great they go on to live their lives after adoption and hopefully you know everyone we adopt out we hope goes out to show not just that family but the neighbors and everybody just how great shelter dogs can be so we try we try to do a really great job not just for each animal and for us but to really promote the adoption process and and encourage people to go out and adopt and that there are great pets they they surely take some transition time sometimes but um there's a lot of really really adoptable highly highly adoptable animals that need homes still Yep. very important words. If people
0: wanted to look at some of those highly adoptable, adorable, wonderful forever yep. soulmates that are available, where would they go to, to find that information?
1: So our website is savinggracenc.org. So we have all of our information there. We also have great social media on Instagram and Facebook. We are funded solely by donations. So anytime anyone makes a donation that helps uh, provide care to our animals. Um, I would also say that probably about 40% of our adults are heartworm positive in our area. That is a huge challenge for us. We do provide the treatment that costs about an extra thousand dollars per dog. expensive. Very really expensive. expensive. And that has um, been a real struggle for us to try and provide that. But we really want to be able to take in the animals and say, if you're a great dog healthy otherwise and a great family pet we want to be able to offer that adoption so um you can make a donation through our website and we also have an amazon wish list there perfect if you could tell the world one thing about or if you (coughs)
0: could share if you would want the world to know one thing what would it be
1: i would say to um you know, check out uh, the volunteer opportunities in your neighborhood and just see those who are in need, whether it's animals or people. Um, You know, like I said, when I first started sheltering, I had no idea the need that was in our state alone, just a couple hours away. Things can be very, very different. And, um, you know, before getting an animal, just visit that home. If If it's a breeder, Um, You know, there are great breeders out there and just go visit, um, check out, see where they're coming from, how you feel about that. Um, And if it's a rescue, too, we encourage people to come and not even necessarily have a certain pet in mind. Just come visit us, see what we have, see who you like, see who you feel is a good match for your family and not necessarily be focused on a breed as much as a companion. Very,
0: very wise words. We are incredibly thankful that Carson nominated you for a Game Teacher Award. You're changing the lives of the animals and the humans in your local environment, in your surrounding communities, and soon to be your, your state. And this is all because you are wildly dedicated and passionate about taking care of animals in need right where you are. And so we're so thankful for everything that you're doing and congratulations
1: on your Game Changer Award. Well, thank you. And thanks for giving us the uh, chance to speak out and tell other people what we do.